Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's September 17th, 1950. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. So it was on this day that a journalist called Edward Van Winkle Jones, that's a real name apparently, <laughs> first floated the idea of a Bermuda Triangle in an article for the Miami Herald. Except he wasn't called that then. Worth mentioning, he did not call it the Bermuda Triangle. Mm. That would not come for another 14 years. The mm. Devil's Triangle, it was sometimes called. The Hoodoo Sea. <laughs> the Limbo of the Lost. These are all much better than the Bermuda Triangle. The Gateway to the Underworld. <laughs> well, that one's a bit much. Hurricane Alley. It's a mixed bag. I mean, the thing is that it probably doesn't matter what you call it because the notion itself is so super captivating. And I remember being a kid and just loving the Bermuda Triangle books that you could find in the library and all of the mysteries that they had within them. The notion that there's a place on Earth where ships and planes just disappear without any trace and then you get to tell some of these great stories is just so captivating, not only for child minds, but for adult minds as well. It's the best. It's the best, says Arian, remarking on the death of hundreds of people as a horrible freak of nature swallows them into the ocean. I mean, these are real events that happened. You've hit the nail on the head when you mentioned books because the Bermuda Triangle is definitely one of those conspiracy theories that is best captured in books Mm. where the book can tell you they disappeared without a trace end of sentence yes and you're thinking wow when you go on the internet or any kind of encyclopedia Mm -hmm. you can start to see that maybe there's not so much this bermuda triangle theory but i don't want to unpick it straight away because you know we're commemorating that not the invention of the phrase but the Mm. invention of the idea that there's something horribly amiss in a section of the Atlantic Ocean between Miami, Bermuda and Puerto Rico. Yeah, we can unpick it in about six minutes. <laughs> so, so tell us what EVW Jones's theory was then. <laughs> well, he had written about all of these ships and planes that had gone missing in this area. And although the Caribbean Sea itself has long been known as a particularly dangerous area, obviously you've got hurricanes, you've got sudden shifts in weather and enormous storms, he was the first one to sketch out this roughly triangular shape that he identified as being this particular particularly dangerous area but the association with that area as being dangerous dates back almost 500 years prior no lesser figure than christopher columbus reported seeing a giant flame crashing into the sea it was probably a meteor he saw a strange light in the distance at one point and he reported that his compass was going haywire I mean, you say it was probably a meteor, but it was probably actually aliens, according to <laughs> these contemporary uh, accounts all those of what books you read as a child. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle was all about. And I think that's where the Bermuda Triangle gets fun. My favourite one, and this was mentioned by Jones in his article, was Flight 19, a routine training flight on December the 5th, 1945, a squadron of aeroplanes, and they'd tackled this three-hour exercise known as the Navigation Problem Number 1. 
and their triangular flight plan had them head out off the Florida coast, do this bombing run on a place called Hens and Chickens Shoals, and then come back home. But during the course of it, they get immensely lost, and the flight commander, a guy called Lieutenant Charles C. Taylor, who was an experienced pilot, he starts saying to them, look, my compass is out of whack. Just like Christopher Columbus. Just like Christopher Columbus. <laughs> and he starts flying in this northeasterly direction, when actually what he needed to do was fly west. And he just flies these men, all of whom are grumbling. Oh, one of the aliens coming. <laughs> I'm waiting for the aliens. We don't have aliens yet, but... Just men on a plane so far. Okay, so he flies these men off course, and eventually, after hours... Hours, they run out of fuel and they have to ditch into the sea. Immediately, the Navy scrambles a rescue flight. And this rescue flight also then disappears without a trace. And I think that that bit, uh, it turns out the rescue plane was this notoriously... Um, explodey. Explodey <laughs> aeroplane, thank you, Rebecca, that exploded. And so that's probably what happened to that plane, sadly. Where are the aliens? Where are the aliens? Well, there kind of are aliens in the story, Ollie, if you look far enough, because the official Navy report said that the planes disappeared, quote, as if they had flown to Mars. Hmm. That's about as close as it gets to outer <laughs> space. What I do think, it was like, it's pretty chilling way, the last communication that they received on the ground from Lieutenant Taylor. He was complaining about his compasses being broken and that they were going to start flying and it turned out to be the wrong direction. Hmm. And they were trying to get in touch with them and they just couldn't make any contact. And the last thing they heard from his radio was... All planes close up tight. We'll have to ditch in less landfall. When the first plane drops below 10 gallons, we all go down together. Mm. But it is a 500,000 square mile area of sea. And there's a lot <laughs> about the ocean that we just don't understand, isn't there? And even in recent years, we've had MH370 still hasn't mm. been found, has it? So, mm. I mean, we now know that planes can disappear out the sky anywhere because the ocean is big. Yeah. Okay, so planes, but what about cargo ships, gigantic cargo ships like the Again, USS the sea Cyclops? Is big. <laughs> it's bigger than ships. <laughs> Explain away this one, Ollie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. March 1918, the cargo ship USS Cyclops vanished after leaving Barbados for Baltimore, along with all 306 passengers on board. And it weighed 20,000 tonnes. The theory at the time was that the Germans might have sunk it because it was during World War I, mm. but they denied any attack. The theory is that she may have been overloaded with coal. However, and this is a bit weird, she had three sister ships. Two of them, Proteus and Nereus, also vanished without trace in the Caribbean Sea, both of them in 1941. The actual phrase Bermuda Triangle wasn't arrived at until February 1964, when a chap called Vincent Gaddis wrote an article that was called The Deadly Bermuda Triangle in this pulp magazine that was called Argosy. And he was looking at this same series of events, but from a much more pulpy kind of angle, the sort of angle that I might have appreciated. Um, <laughs> so it was actually he who came up with the, the name Bermuda Triangle, even if the sort of the notion had been floating around for a good decade before. And I do feel that it helps that part of the Bermuda Triangle is located off the coast of the United States. That mm -hmm. has really done a lot to propagate this idea because I feel like if these planes and ships have gone missing in the South China Sea, mm. there's no way that the English-speaking world would have seized on this, mm. this amazing mystery. The fact that it's on Americans' doorsteps has certainly helped, especially in pulp magazines, to yeah. turn it into a, a popular legend. And probably for TV series to be able to film there relatively cheaply without having to fly too far or too dangerously. <laughs> I mean, the good news is, these days, maritime insurance leader Lloyds of London does not recognise the Bermuda Triangle as an especially hazardous place uh, and says that cyber attacks and piracy are a more real threat if you're about to set off on your ship. Uh, and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration in the United States said, and I quote, 
There is no evidence that mysterious disappearances occur with any greater frequency in the Bermuda Triangle than in any other large, well-travelled area of ocean. And in fact, a 2013 study by the World Wildlife Foundation concluded that the Triangle is not among the deadliest shipping lanes in the world, even. The deadliest areas for accidents at sea are the South China Sea, the East Indies, the East Mediterranean, the Black Sea, and the North Sea around the British Isles. Yeah, but it's not in a fun geometric shape, is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the China Sea hexagon. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of scientific theories about why there may have been mysterious disappearances in the area Mm -hmm. one is to do with and this just sounds awful massive methane eruptions from the ocean floor Mm. that could suddenly displace a huge amount of water basically turning it into foam causing ships to suddenly sink into the ocean which is quite horrifying if true exactly it sounds horrifying that's why people don't want to think about it but it makes a lot more sense than all the other explanations doesn't it you'd sort of imagine it must be a massive wave that makes the ship collapse into the sea that makes more sense than anything to do with aliens doesn't it yeah the other natural explanations that are put forward are violent weather the gulf stream compass variations one of the other ones that i saw a natural explanation that was interesting was the idea that it might be water spouts that water spouts would um, pick up these ships or airplanes much like they might pick up say frogs and then just take them up into the skies and then dump them somewhere else without a trace but arian that's not like the one i said you're trying to fold back in your weird conspiracy (laughs) things again that's just another stupid one but you've said it in a tone like it was the same as mine i think partly the appeal of the concept has always been kind of man's helplessness against Mm. nature Mm -hmm. this is the thing that people enjoy don't they this idea in science fiction as well that we can develop ever more sophisticated technology, but we are still essentially hopeless in the face of God's creations. You know, right. If you look at what E.V.W. Jones wrote on this day in 1950, these modern mysteries have established a role of about 135 persons who went forth confidently into a world they thought small, he wrote. Mm. But it is the same big world the ancients knew, into which men and their machines and ships can disappear without a trace. Which I must say was my feeling when the MH370 went down. I was like, how have we lost a plane? I thought that this was impossible. Yeah, we've got sat-nav. They've got black boxes and they've got all of this technology. How do we lose planes now? I still don't entirely understand it, given that there are all these flight tracking apps. And so it's easier to look to superstition, yeah. So like, if you look at the the sub-headline on that article as well, modern man with his push-button miracles has no clue to what happened to those who were swallowed. Right. And that's it, isn't it? It's like a humility, isn't it, in the face of things we don't understand. Like flying saucers. (laughs) (laughs) Next time. The network actually wanted to change the name of the series to Fonzie's Happy Days, at which point Ron (laughs) Howard threatened to walk out. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 